I love that album. Like mm. the faithful, seemingly have disowned it. Mm. Who are the faithful? People who didn't like our first episode. Yes! <laughs> Today on From A to Ziggy, Dead Man Walking. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order and talk about them. My name's Thomas, and I'm joined today today by the hosts of the Breaking Glass podcast, Adam and Mike. Hello. Hello. And today we're talking about Dead Man Walking from uh, 1997 Earthling album. Yeah, it's party time. It really is. Yeah. Well, yes. nothing says it's party time like an awkward silence. <laughs> well, we'll see you next time. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm still getting used to your to your, uh, your foreign accents. I thought you were saying it was potty time. Time to go to the... <laughs> well, the he goes, you call it the WC uh, there, right? <laughs> Come on, everyone. It's potty time. Woo! Everyone, crowd out to the bathroom. <laughs> Not only do you announce that you I apparently like an audience. <laughs> so... Dead Man Walking. Uh, Dead Man Walking. So this is uh, this is this is another sort of fast song. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh yeah. That begins with the word dead. Uh, well, he, he he threw quite a lot at it, didn't he? Musically, he threw quite a lot at the entire album, and we are all richer for his endeavours. I it's, it's brilliant. It's really really fun. <laughs> the song. Yeah. Well, yes. You guys are fans of this song and the albums we were discussing before recording. Yes. I will, I will nail my colours to the mast and proclaim myself a fan of Earthling. Oh yeah, big Earthling fan. I remember the first time I listened to it, I did have that, I think, generic response most people have to Earthling, which was, what the hell is this? It's just noise with some guitar on it. That was at university, wasn't it? Aye. I remember you listening to it through the wall. I also remember your incredulous face. <laughs> <laughs> It's twisted. In <laughs> God's name is this? Isn't I can't hear one acoustic guitar. It's just loud and obnoxious. It's but uh, it's obnoxiousity. This fifty-year-old punk with his spiky hair and his Paul Smith frock coat, <laughs> which must have cost him an absolute arm and leg. I think by this point, uh, well, one... Oh, no, it was Alexander McQueen, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. But he wasn't worried about the cost. Also, presumably, he was thinking, well, Earthling is going to be huge. <laughs> this is my ticket back to the big league. <laughs> this will pay for my... Uh, uh, ten coats! <laughs> <laughs> Dead Man Walking is... Where does it fall on the album? Remind me. It's like track six. Oh, so yeah. it's, you're a ways in. <laughs> yeah. This is smack in the middle of the album. Right. Yeah, uh, we've already had like seven years in Tibet and Little Wonder. <laughs> little Wonder. Little Wonder. Um, yeah, I think it's the longest song on the album as well. It's like seven and a half minutes. It's quite long. I don't have a, the time stamp up here. 6.50. Is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of another song then for seven and a half minutes. I'm reading the uh, the back of the CD here. Six minutes 50. Good for you. It's all right. Thank you. Chipping in. Cheers. Um, so, Dead Man Walking is about... A dead man walking. It appears so. I guess. All right, I'm being a little facetious. It is. It has. It has a particular subject, and it's supposed to, supposedly about Neil Young. It's supposedly inspired by Bowie seeing Neil Young and Crazy Horse live. Yeah. What is it about Neil Young that he thought dead man walking him? His, I'm going to have him. His cadaverous appearance. <laughs> mm. Well, if you've seen <laughs> Year of the Horse by Jim Jarmusch, then you'll know that you can't 
describe the crazy things Crazy Horse did. Yes. You can't sum it up in one film. And yet they tried. And they tried and failed really badly. Boring. Film. If you haven't seen that, Year of the Don't! <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'm looking forward to the Iggy and the Stooges uh, documentary. Oh, yeah, that, that should be good. Oh, that'll be great. That should be good. I do like a bit of Jarmusch. Did he do Ghost Dog? He did. Way of the Samurai. He yeah, it was great. Still one of my favourite films. Rightly so. Mm. He also did Dead Man. He did, that's right, yeah. But not Dead Man Walking. And Neil Young did the music for Dead Man. <gasps> we have synergy. Mm. I think what Thomas was doing there, though, was attempting to desperately rest us back onto the matter at hand, <laughs> rather than discussing right, the sorry. cinema of Jim we, Jarmusch. We do, we do, that's why our podcast is about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, there's only about 20 minutes of actual mm. discussion. Yes, yeah, so no dead man walking. Um, you give me too much credit, but no. Uh, <laughs> that's a curious thing, I never noticed that, but he did not do Dead Man Walking, which was a film, of course. Yes, I was just wondering if it was at all connected, or if he just saw the title and liked it, and lifted it for the song yeah now I'm wondering what the chronology of uh, of all those movies was uh, Dead Man Walking was 95 I think it existed before this song yes huh uh, so what what was it about Neil Young I think I, I don't know that it has anything to do with the title of the song itself um, except for those curious uh, confluences but there's the line three old men dancing under the lamplight shaking their sex and their bones and the boys that we were, whatever that means. But uh, apparently Bowie saw, saw was watching this concert and they were up there and they start doing a dance. But instead of like, it's not like an elaborate sort of Madonna style dance number. I would pay to see Neil Young doing a Madonna style performance. Well, he would insist that you did pay. <laughs> Are we to assume that then David saw Neil Young boogieing and thought it was unseemly <laughs> like good god man stop <laughs> and as such decided you know if he is, of course he'd been the elder statesman and he's writing a dignified response to this and thinking I want to write a song about how old men should behave and mm-hmm. not behave in the case of Neil Young and Crazy Horse and decided a driving drum and bass drum beat pace. was the best way to excoriate Neil Young Yes, it's some, somewhat hypocritical there. A little. Yes. Um, is what I'm driving at. Mm-hmm. But, Neil Young, whilst simultaneously he has written some of the best songs ever, he is also a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, this is Neil Young. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, to be honest, I, I've had a problem with him since the aforementioned Jim Jarmusch film. Very well, yeah. <laughs> He's fallen out with David Crosby as well, so... He's fallen out with everybody. Yeah. And he's trying to... Oh, that thing about a music media. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that he was trying to get people to pay for, despite his fabulous wealth. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you could really... If you bought that, you could listen to Dead Man Walking on it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> bring, it, bring it back. Bring it back. Steer bring the it. ship. Oh, yeah. So, I... Maybe... Maybe Bowie felt that this was sort of an unseemly behavior to see these guys. It, I, I don't think of it as much of a boogie as so much as, uh, I don't know, did you ever see the, the episode of The Simpsons where the old man pulls down his pants <laughs> and starts shuffling around? The old grey man. Yeah, that's what she used to be. what she used to be. <laughs> exactly. I think of it as, as something more like that. Sort of a two-step. Um, yeah, the two-step. Oh, my. Yeah, um, that shouldn't be a dance at all. No, dancing should um, be elaborate. Um, you involve the elbows and flailing wildly. Yeah. 
to presumed applause. <laughs> what I like about this song is the immensity of the guitars. Mm. And indeed of the whole album. Yeah. They're um, huge and they crunch. Yeah, especially on this. Apparently, I've not, I haven't heard it myself in the song, but it's the same riff as Superman. Hmm. Which, once again, will be mentioned on our podcast, but legend has it that Jimmy Page gave him the riff to Superman. Hmm. So it's, Which uh, is entirely conceivable. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Page was giving riffs out at that point. <laughs> Doling them out like yeah. candy. Yeah, so it's the dum, 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 dum. Yeah. That, that whole thing. Yeah. So mm. actually, the way you say it there, I can hear it now. Right? Yeah, it's there, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's more complicated to that, than that, but I don't presume to have any kind of uh, talent at, at replicating notes with the voice. I'm not a singer, is what I'm trying to say. Talent, really. we, we have that problem as well, we've discovered. So, I, I, I do kind of hear it. It's, the, it's in the pattern of the, of the notes, the rhythm of it. Mm. And I'm thinking more of the, the timpani in Superman, the way that kind of replicates the, uh, that really terrifically large guitar riff mm. and it just sort of alternates between those two notes um yeah yeah that's a crazy story that jimmy page uh and it was early on super early on right like uh pre pre bowie it was the davy jones yeah era, it was back right? it would have been when jimmy page would he would have been in yarbers by then i think what's what year uh well if like he's Davy Jones, it'll be in 66, 67. Then, yeah, he's yeah. in the Yardbirds. Yeah. He's in the Yardbirds, he's swanning around London, and he's he's yeah. just a gun for hire a lot of the time. Just seeing lads walking around the street with their guitars and saying, have a, have a riff, my boy. You look like you need it. Well, I mean, like, he got his money's worth, didn't he? He did. Two songs out of the same riff. Mm. And one hell of an anecdote. I mean, there'd just been a war, so <laughs> you had to make riffs last in them days. <laughs> Uh, Dead Man Walking. Um, Neil Young. We were talking about Neil Young. Have you read this this book yet, guys? The uh, Rob Sheffield's uh, On Bowie. Oh, no. I've been meaning to pick that up, actually. I'm just consulting the library. Nope. No, you don't have Not that one. one. This, this is a great book. This is, it's more of a sort of personal reflection on, on Bowie. Okay. Uh, as the title would lead you to believe. <laughs> In an order that... that makes sense to some in chronological order <laughs> and and he goes through and he he sort of he tells the story of of the music and and how it how it interrelates to uh to other other elements of of the culture at the time and one of the things he brings up he spends some time talking about neil young in the hunky dory chapter and he, he makes some comparisons between bowie and neil young uh, he says it's funny how much they have in common, despite their opposite fashion sense. Mm. You never saw Neil Young in a Union Jack jacket. I know I haven't. Have you? Not this week. No. no, no. I think he has one, but I don't think he wears it a lot. I don't want to give you a firm yes on this. A soft yes. Mm. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Pretty lit. Uh, no, he, he gives the impression of being a man that's mainly made of flannel and plaid. Flannel, and corduroy. Yeah. Denim, yep. Lots of denim. Yeah. Although I thought Springsteen had basically copyrighted denim. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't disagree, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I didn't realise that comment needed a response. Oh, just the, it's the, the companionable silence that it elicits. <laughs> what do you want from me? More than I'm getting. Uh, both both wrote uh, sci-fi ballads. Did you realise? I, I so I I have Young to confess. Sci-fi ballad. Very very little knowledge on Neil Young myself, but apparently after the gold rush is a sci-fi ballad blatantly inspired by 2001. Is it? I never clocked that. No, I, I thought it was a more sort of quaintly pastoral thing. Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Young. Farms exactly. and such. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought maybe on Trans, when he went all pop, a symphony in 80s, maybe. After the trans being Neil Young's Earthling. Oh, yeah. yeah I can see that. <laughs> he's, st- he's still reeling from uh, after the gold. Oh, I mean, it's Neil Young, bombshell after bombshell. He's, and you still haven't seen the film he made with Devo. Oh, that's right. That played recently at uh, one of the art house theaters here. Oh, really? I oh, missed it. Great. I missed it. Oh, that's such a weird. When I found out that even existed, I was like, "You're you're kidding me." Remind me. It's uh, well, Neil Young and Devo they work in a garage. I think post nuclear bomb going. I'm sorry. This is a narrative film yeah it's a whack you know knockabout wacky comedy thing well it'd have to be because yeah. Neil Young is famous for his sense of humour <laughs> the famous <laughs> wit and comedian <laughs> Neil Young the bon viveur Neil Young yeah I that that shouldn't exist we'll watch a trailer for you it's probably on YouTube actually who's the whole film who's, no who's responsible I think it's it's a Neil Young pet project I think it's his it's his idea. I like, think he may have even directed it. He wants people out. to see his lighter side. Yep. I thought I'd get these kids. <laughs> yeah. People love these Devo kids. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It does. It it looks from the trailer. It looks like a, a John Waters directed new wave. Uh, yeah. Fantasy adventure. Yeah. John Waters is a good shout. It definitely looks that kind of crazy cheesy. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, we need to go watch it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, but so, and I think this song is really more reverential to uh, to Neil Young than condemning. It's because it's it's it seems to be about this sort of exuberant vivacity, uh, despite the the fact that these three old men dancing are are old. But celebrating uh, the fact you're getting old, but you still know how to boogie. Exactly. Celebrating like... the decay of Neil Young. <laughs> I can dig that. It makes sense. Yeah. A kind of thesis statement for uh, an album by a guy who's pushing 50. Yeah. And and putting out a techno record. Picking up the, the youth trend music of the moment. Just as it was starting to wane as well. True. Yeah, it, it definitely hit its zenith by then. It did. Um, I mean, the climax would probably have been about two years previously. Yeah. I mean, he really got into the scene as well. Like, he even... Because... Around that time, there was a spate of British crime, but techno-related films, and, it, and Bowie was in the film Everybody Loves Sunshine. I think it had a different title in the US, uh, but that's a strange. Yeah. It's, it's super low budget, and you got people like Goldie in it, another like drum and bass techno stuff, and then David Bowie just turns up in his super Cockney mode, being a gangster and a geezer, going, "All right, everyone, yeah, <laughs> La- laugh, laugh, yeah." I think he's even called something like Happy Larry in it or some stupid name like that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like in three scenes and all he does is comes in really cheerful and it kind of looks like 
the big boss in a suit. Right, a role he went on to reprise in Zoolander. Well, he was just a boss in that. Yeah, in a suit, <laughs> looking cheerful. <laughs> mm. no. Yeah, no, um, but I, I really, I really like Dead Man Walking. It's I do. A, it's, um, I mean, yeah, it just it has. They throw everything in it. It's got all the drum machines, the samplers, the guitars. You got Gail and Dorsey wailing. Yeah, there is an infectious sense of fun and purpose about it. Hmm. Which I find intoxicating. So, as an old gentleman, you will be dancing to this. I absolutely will. Mm. Well, probably Battle for Britain, to be honest. Okay. Which I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Why not both? Yeah, if you can. I'd probably just put Earthling on, to be you honest. You could do that. You might be out of breath, though, by the end of the Well, I mean, I couldn't do that now. And you can so. sit down for seven years in Tibet. That's nice. <laughs> Maybe go to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a lovely image. Mm. <laughs> I like it, and I've already given it a number. Well, on that note then, Adam, do you want to go ahead and... uh, Big fat four, Thomas. Big fat four. Big fat four. Like it, like it a lot. Think it's an enormous amount of fun. I think that you can actually hear the fact that they were enjoying themselves in the studio. And as you say, Mike, it sounds like they just went, well, what else have we got? Is there a zither? An accordion? (laughs) Let's whack that in as well. Let's put a sea shanty really low in the mix. I mean, like... There's clearly more than eight levels working in the studio. There's like 32. And they're all crap. I think every phase, fader was to up. It was just, yeah. More, more Everything, stuff. more. You, who are you, the janitor? Come over here, that mop. Come over here and wail and bang that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's balls crazy and all the better for it. Yeah, I think for me, definitely a four as well. For all those reasons, so I can't really build on that. That's why yeah. we're a team, my friend. Yep. Yeah. We're working together. Another big fat four. I uh, I gotta go with you guys. It's it's a big fat four for me as well. Excellent, an accord. Um, although not my favorite song on on the album. No, no, no. That's no. irrelevant. What that's is? Irrelevant, but on Earthling, let's see. I am a huge fan of Battle of Britain as well. Um, Looking for satellites is another great one, and um, I do like I'm Afraid of Americans, but I think I like the Trent Reznor remix better. Yeah. Or the various versions that go through. Yeah, there's a lot of different remixes of that. I like the version he did on that bootleg that I used to have live at the Kid Club Club. Oh, yes. That was very good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's gone now. I don't know where that is. Do you have a lot of Bowie boot- bootlegs? No, I had that one, and I don't know where it is. I suspect somebody's borrowed it. <laughs> Not me. Well, it's just, I mean, to be honest with you, you would be the obvious candidate in terms of borrowing Bowie, but... Borrowing, borrowing. <laughs> uh, Frankly, you've probably yeah. already got it. Yeah. No, I, I have built up a nice collection of uh, live downloads over the years. Some interesting stuff. I think his version of Imagine is pretty standout. Oh, yeah. Live bootleg to have. Yeah. Uh, and a really horribly recorded version of him and Ray Davies doing um, Waterloo Sunset at Tibet House. Wow. Which, yeah, it's terrible quality. It's like someone recorded it on their phone bearing in mind phones back in 2004 so it sounds like they're at the back of a room it's horrible quality but you can make out their voices and that's quite a special one to have wow they did it together because he covered it of course yeah it was it was around about the time he did uh, reality so i'm not sure what the the event was in aid of but yeah he just brought ray davies out and they did it as a closer for this mini gig he did wow i did not realize that i'm gonna have to make a note of that for uh about three years down the line. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. Anything else for uh, Dead Man Walking, guys? Um, the only other thing I have is it did get released as a single, and it only got to number 32 in the UK charts. So right. it, it, I think Little Wonder was the only song on this album that did any business. Is it around this time that he basically gave up with singles? I think... Oh, no, because he would have gone to do Thursday's Child, which would be a mm. big hit. But uh, certainly on Earthling, singles-wise, it didn't really perform that well. I don't... I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it performed that well... As an album. At all. No, I don't think it really did. No. I don't think this song touched touched the US album ch- uh, uh, singles charts at all. No, I don't imagine it bothered it, really. Although, does I'm Afraid of Americans count as a single from this album, since it doesn't really contain the album version? Because it did pretty well. I don't know how it did in the UK. It did very really well in the US. Yeah, I think it would have actually done better in the US, because... Because <laughs> Americans are name-checked in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's us! <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't Why are you afraid of us? <laughs> oh, don't be daft. We're lovely. <laughs> no, I don't really remember hearing a lot of I'm Afraid Americans at the time. Oh, wow. No. Uh, off this album, Little Wonder was the only one I remember as a single. But I will say, this is 1997. I'm 12. Well, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Lucky one of us was. Uh, well, uh, you were 11, so you were precocious. <laughs> Yeah. I would have been at 12 far, far more concerned with, well, I don't Running know. after girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing trees, getting into scrapes. Yeah. I did neither of those. Nah. But I yeah. did a lot of sitting when I was a Hey, <laughs> Well, you'd mastered it by the time I met you. <laughs> I have, no, I don't recall it being a thing, really. I certainly didn't hear Dead Man Walking at all until I bought the album. Likewise. Likewise. Well, no, until you bought the album. I bought it several years later. <laughs> Oh, it's dark. Okay. Right. Uh, that sounds like the uh, the cue to move on to the next to our uh, to our next thing. Cool. Uh, until next time, the next song we're going to be talking about, guys, is a pretty pretty well known one, actually. And you guys are going to join us for uh, for the next for Diamond Dogs, correct? We will be, and hopefully your listeners have not turned off by now. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> we haven't ruined what was previously a good and successful enterprise. A fine podcast, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Before we go, do you guys want to plug your uh, your show and where you can be found on the internet? Yeah, we're Breaking Glass Pods and we have a variety of internet. Michael. <laughs> yeah, I'm the admin guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're, all, we're Breaking Glass the Boy Catalog. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and we have Facebook and Twitter pages. So, yeah, you can find us on all of those spheres and please do yeah Yeah. please do join us so yeah and you can follow from a to ziggy uh on twitter on facebook from a to ziggy.com email podcast at from a to ziggy.com if you have longer form rants and raves you want to share until next time uh i am thomas adam mike thank you very much for having us on the show again yes thanks cheerio tatty bye With his weird Mockney accent as well. He went really Cockney around there. <laughs> Little wonder. Hello. Is it okay? So is it Mockney when? Oh, that makes me hungry for some Indian. <laughs> is it Mockney when? Uh, when a British person 
does, does a, cock- a cockney accent yeah yeah pretty much yeah. It's, it's My usually there are when somebody there are quite, different english accents this somebody is, that's is, quite posh that attempts to sound working class would usually oh, yeah. have Thing mockney is, applied to them thing is there's actually in the world very few cockneys because if to be a cockney you have been born in a mile radius of which church is it the sound of bow bells the bow bells <laughs> yeah around bow street so people from london aren't automatically cockneys you have to be born within this area of uh uh, East London. So it's quite an elite group. It is really. So they they deserve our respect really, and should be lauded. They're a dying breed. They are dying, like proper black taxi drivers. I mean, black cab drivers. Not you know. I you thought it was just. It's not another a, one of your bizarre racist attacks. All right, yeah. <laughs> which are becoming far more frequent. Well, I can't remember last time I saw a, a black gentleman behind the wheel. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Do you want me to lay one on? <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> there he is. Check this guy out, driving about. 